welcome to another book on the shelf podcast i'm jeth and i'm jen and for those of you who don't know we started as a book club and didn't talk about the books so we started a podcast and now we have like an instagram and a blog and a website and an everything and a twitter but that might be irrelevant now no i definitely tweeted in the last couple days oh okay great i mean not like that much but like you know <laughs> yeah um i try every so often i throw stuff in there <laughs> nice. so uh, assuming that twitter doesn't implode we're there too well yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole separate thing but in regards to the book club this is a book club episode yay so we pick a new book every two months and we alternate uh so it was my pick for the two months prior to this september and october definitely had a moment there of like what, what I did are the they? same thing I was like wait what it's like July and <laughs> which September which months no. are those <laughs> oh man and I picked How I Killed Pluto and Why It Had It Coming by Mike Brown oh, I love this book so much <laughs> yeah it was really good um but yeah so we always kind of try to do something a little different um I feel like now maybe are like book preferences have sort of intertwined a little bit more but definitely at the very start I feel like we both kind of were slightly different so this way we're always For like sure. reading different stuff um but one thing we've learned is that we love memoirs and something that y'all may or may not know is we like science and yeah. astronomy and space. things in space uh which is why I was really excited about this book um so the little blurb on Mike Brown, uh, he's an American astronomer. Uh, he's been a professor of planetary astronomy uh, at Caltech since 2003. Uh, his team has discovered many trans-Neptunian objects, Ooh. which basically just means like past Neptune, past Neptune. <laughs> um, including the dwarf planet Eris, um, and then a bunch of other stuff we'll talk about. Uh, but mostly, as we will discuss in this book, uh, he kind of triggered all of the events and happenings that led to Pluto no longer being called a planet. Yes. Uh, speaking of Twitter, his Twitter handle is Pluto Killer. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I love that. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about my brain? Yeah. So, or about um, the book? Yes. So basically, um, to give this little blurb here... Mm -hmm. Um, Mike Brown's engaging first-person account of the most tumultuous year in modern astronomy, which he inadvertently caused. So basically, <laughs> he takes us through all of the sort of important scientific concepts of, like, modern astronomy and planets and how the solar system is set up and works and, like, set up. I Like, somebody put it there. <laughs> you know what I mean. How it works, how we understand it. Um... And he just like takes through this whole takes us through the whole story from like him looking for a planet past Pluto up to the point where Pluto gets demoted. Yeah. Um and like it's great because it it's written like I don't want to get too much into diving in yet, but it like it very much is a first person account. Like it has that sort of like yeah. he's sitting down and telling you a story feel yeah, yeah was... which is great like because it makes the science very accessible and yeah like it kind of had the you know we've done the martian mm -hmm. um our very first book club book um was also by so andy weir was the martian 
um, but Artemis was by Andy Weir. And then I've also read um, the new one, Project Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. And it has that kind of vibe where it's just like a really good story and like the science is explained enough that you feel like you get it. But then it's, I mean, you know, I'm not going to write a paper on it anytime soon. Right. But it's not overwhelming. So yeah, I had that vibe of like kind of like reading The Martian again or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, but he and his team have actually discovered like like it's like 29 what i mean what some things call it like minor planets or at the very least objects yeah um which is like crazy that is crazy <laughs> also just like the process of oh. searching for these new objects like cuz he takes us through that entire process too of the search for looking for something beyond Pluto, which by the way, everyone else in his like field was basically like, you're crazy and you're wasting your time (laughs) (laughs) because when Pluto was discovered in 1930, 30. Yeah. So like it had been, it had been a long time since anyone had discovered a planet. So they were like, no, 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 that's it. Like it's, there's nothing else to see (laughs) out there. He was like, no, I'm going to do it. But like, it was funny because at the beginning of the book, I was like, do I want to go back to school and be an astronomer? And yes. then he was going through the tediousness of looking for a planet. And I was like, I absolutely do not want to be doing that. <laughs> um, well, even just like, so like, yeah, just kind of like going right in. So like that whole like looking thing, obviously, so like they're like literally looking at the sky with the various telescopes around the world but to think about it so pluto's um going around the sun the word orbit sure um i was like not revolution because that's it's spinning but yeah like it's orbit takes i think it's 250 yeah 257 years or something like that something like that so it was discovered in 1930 so it's going to be like 2157 or 2187 or something like that before it actually has gone around the sun once since we discovered it damn so then like how can you even see something in yeah that was like (laughs) you didn't quite understand because he was talking about pointing the telescope at different patches of the sky. Yeah. And, like, not going too far north and south, I guess. Because, I don't know. I guess because of the way we're tilted or something. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Astronomy math, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I know. But I was, I was like, this is wild. Especially when, so basically, he was doing this at sort of an interesting time where a lot of the telescopes were digital but the digital telescopes the cameras could only look at a really 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 tiny patch of sky yeah um whereas there was this other other telescope that was still using like large format photography like glass plates yeah like yeah like plates (laughs) glass plates with like a what do you call it like a an emulsion on it yeah um that could take a much bigger picture so that's how they were doing it. it. Was like that was really cool. I thought that was really cool. I mean, it sounded nuts. 
Well, yeah, and just because, like, for any of the times, right? So it was him and then, like, because there's obviously people who, like, man the telescopes. Mm-hmm. And so that's, and then the fact that, like, there's the bright period, which is, like, when the moon is full. So you already, like, automatically lose some days there. And then, yeah, so it would just be him, like, calling from his little, like, shack in the mountains uh, in <laughs> near yeah. Pasadena and then, like, calling down to them and they would, like, go and... It, like, because they literally had to, like, take a picture, go down, get the glass plate, put it in a special thing, bring it up, develop it, and then take the, you know, like, yeah. back and forth. But then even later when they were using, um, like, the telescope mm-hmm. in Hawaii and stuff like that, and it was digital, it was the same thing. Like, you had to, like, where he was, like, flicking through them so fast just to see if something looked if different. Something, yeah, if something And, moved. like, oh, man. Well, I Truly feel wild. the opposite of you and me the whole time. I was just like, no, but can I be an astronomer? Okay, listen, I still wanted to be. I just didn't know if I could look through. Actually, it wasn't even, you know, it's funny. It wasn't even that part of it that put me off. It was the part where he had to start writing his own, like, code program to, like. Yeah, so many of them were just, like, writing code to, like, do stuff. He was like, oh, yeah, and then I had to write this program to go through all the photos. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> It's literally every time I come home from Boston, <laughs> every single time, whether I actually, because like, well, I think all the times I've gotten to like Harvard or MIT or some sort of closeness to them, I'm always just like, could I be an astronomer? And then I like look it up at U of T because U of T has like a really good program. And then, you know, here we are. <laughs> I mean, like, here's the thing. In order to become an astronomer, it is. Yeah. Like how many more years of school? Like a decade. Yeah. Done. I'm in. <laughs> also, I think you're probably in better position than I would be. I would have to upgrade all of my high school science. Well, I mean, I haven't done science or math since high school Okay, either. so we'd probably need bridging courses. Yeah. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, because math is, like, different now. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, when when was this? This was published in 2010. Okay, and when did Pluto officially get demoted? Uh, 2006? Okay, so, like, I was out of high school. Yeah. So all of my science classes, Pluto was just a planet, man. Yep, I know. Well, it's so funny because, like, that's in, like, a bunch of the articles that I've read also about it. Um, you know, it's just, like, people, like, there's certain people that still, like, refer to it as that. And the, that's what, like, the one interviewer was saying. And Mike Brown was like, well, not really any astronomers, but, like, there are some people that still, like. <laughs> and I think in my head, it will always be not necessarily even, like, a planet, but, like, no. it's part of the solar system. Like, yes. It's part of my solar system. And, like, yeah. if you don't want to call it a planet, fine. But if I'm, like, drawing it, I'm going to, you know, That's it's the thing, be is that it's... And I think he does talk about that a little bit, about the way that you're just, like, conceptualizing the solar system. And it, it actually gave me a slightly new appreciation for um, how resistant people were to finding out that everything rotated around the sun and not around the <laughs> earth. Because if, if the picture you had in your head for your whole entire life yeah. was everything rotating around the earth and then someone was actually like eh we're wrong it actually goes around the sun and like i have a hard enough time just dropping pluto out of my solar system like that's a much bigger (laughs) that's a much bigger change to wrap your head around when you had this idea of what 
the solar system looked yeah. like. Well, and that was one of the big parts in the book was when it actually went to um, the, what was it, IAU? The yeah, International, International Astrology. Astronomer. Astronomy. Astronomer. Astro- astrology. <laughs> astronomy. I do that all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, expect more um, of that. U, I forget what the, what the U is in that acronym. But yeah, they so had... Yeah, that's weird. Um, and I'm, like, trying to, like, look it up, but it's still just, like, not coming up anywhere. Um, but how, like, because it turned into, like, this huge debate on mm-hmm. defining what a planet is, and then how they were going to have, like, a little, almost like an asterisk being, like, but Pluto's still a planet just because. Or, like... <laughs> I mean, basically, right? Like, Pluto's still a planet because we like it. <laughs> oh, yes. International Astronomical Union. Oh, there we go. Because, um, like, they're in charge of, like, naming and just all this different stuff. Yeah. I didn't realize there was such a, like, I knew there was a system for naming things, but I didn't realize it was so, um, like, almost, like, exact. Like, yes. are very certain, like, if it's. I didn't realize it was so specific. Yeah, like, this type of a body in space is, you have to pick from this list, or, like, you know, yeah. Greek myths, and then this one is, like, whatever, Roman, you know, and, like, all kinds of yeah, different things. Yeah, and then it was, that like, was really what, cool. after literature and um, art yeah. was, yeah. Uh, what was it? Some of the like formations on one of the moons, I think. Yeah, because yeah, all the like right. So like, moons have to come from a certain list, or like mm-hmm. craters on the planets have to come from a certain um, yeah list. So like, all of that stuff was just super interesting, right? Um, but then also the amount of drama. Oh, I know. In the astronomical community. I know. Who knew? Who knew scientists were pure drama? (laughs) I mean, I feel like I should have known this, but. Well, right. So like, even just that, like it was a whole, like they did a live stream of the thing when they were deciding if it was a planet and they had to vote and like everyone was just like, oh, it's so crazy. But especially so the, the first, or no, the first one that um, Mike Brown and his team found that's kind of like become a thing is Quarawar. Firewire. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I found the most hilarious video on YouTube. It's like a kid's science song about how to pronounce it. Oh my god, that's so funny. And then there's another one with like all the like dwarf planets that end up kind of coming out of all of this, like um, Ceres and so like Sedna, Haumea, Aries, and the other one that I'm forgetting right now. Yeah, I um, honestly all their names <laughs> but like oh maki maki um, right but yeah so like all these videos like it's just hilarious i love random <laughs> kid science songs that's, that's hilarious um but one of the biggest dramas was so obviously like mike's mike brown like he as i think most astronomers got you know you're trying to find stuff right so you want to mm-hmm. find stuff but then being a scientist, you also don't want to just announce something and then, like, have everyone go over it and be like, no, this is wrong, or this, like... Right. You actually want to find proof. So, again, because you automatically are losing days when the moon's out, <laughs> the earth is spinning, the other things are spinning, mm-hmm. all these things, you can only see things at a certain time. Sometimes it's cloudy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or exactly, or it's cloudy. <laughs> um, and even, like, when they go back, because as soon as they kind of, like, figure out something where it isn't, they can, like, go back and look at all kinds of, like, old pictures and figure stuff out but the whole thing is that like you don't want to say anything until you can be like 
bam, here's a whole bunch of, like, proof of this thing that I found. Right. And, like, here's some information and we actually didn't just, like, randomly see a dot on a page and go, oh, we found it. Yeah. Um, So with um, Halmea, which I think, was that the one they were calling Santa? I think so. I think so. (laughs) Because everything had, like... Secretly. Well, they had like their like nickname that they gave it because they, you can't officially name it until it's like officially discovered. So like it has to be announced. Yeah, and then that's when you like the and naming then that process. Goes through and, like, the whole naming process. So things. they had nicknames for them, obviously. Because yeah, there was they... um, there was Santa and Easter Bunny. Yeah. And Xena, as in the Warrior Princess. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but with this one. This, like, team in Spain, what mm-hmm. it seemed like was that they happened to, like, also find it, and they announced it immediately, but then through all this, like, background checking and things and finding out and, like, sleuthing. Like tracing IP addresses and, like, yes. website database accessing and... They, like, found out that they had the... So Mike Brown and his team, when they were using this one telescope, it was being logged mm-hmm. at, on one of the university websites... In just, like, a random thing that, like, probably happens with a million other things, you know? Like, it's just... Oh, well, yeah. It's, like, they were using this telescope, and this is what they were looking at. Yeah. And, and of course, it's, like, it's just, like, the number that they give it of when they mm-hmm. found it, right? It was, yeah. like, I can't even remember. Some string of numbers, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then they sort of, like, proved that this other team not, like, faked it, but kind of, like, scooped them, and then... Yeah, they scooped them, for sure. And in a way, we're, like... It's not that they found it. They just saw the information and then, like, claimed the information. Yeah, so, like, technically they did find it in the sky, but after already having all the information of where to look for it. Yeah. Uh, So that was really – because, like, just going back and forth, because, of course, like, he was, like, kept congratulating the other person. And they were, like, it's fine. Like, his team, you know, they were just, like, okay, we're just going to, like, forget this and, like, whatever. And, oh, you found it. Here's all of our information. Huzzah. But, like, it just kind of kept going because then once they found out that they had, like, basically just kind of, like, found it all through, like, the IP address and blah, blah, whatever. And then eventually, like, he, had to, he like, sent a message to, like, the astronomical oh, yeah. people and it was all in this. So in the end, like, scientifically, like, on the record, it shows the Spanish team kind of, like, I think... How did it part? Like, it was, it was, um, the who discovered it is blank. Where it was first seen is the Spanish right. Institute. And then, but then like, the name is what, is what he Mike Brown yeah. and his team suggested. Which then, like, kind of makes it seem like they won, <laughs> but then, like, yeah, but like, it's technically, like, undefined. It was a very middle ground approach to <laughs> we're just not going to address this issue. <laughs> Which again was so cool to like read and just like as again like learning about all this like super scientific drama. Yeah, I know. It was wild. <laughs> well and even just like you know and because they were worried the whole time that someone was going to discover it while they were waiting to announce it. Cause it takes yeah. like, it was going to take them. They were looking to do it in nine months, which is still pretty quick for, mm-hmm. um, for like a scientific process, especially when you're looking at something that's so far away. Oh man. I know. Yeah. Well, then and then like trying to figure out how big it was and stuff too. Like that math must be just mental. One. Well, Cause like, 
so much of because again like i was watching a bunch of like different videos and all the things and again because it's so far away because like even now mm-hmm. like we're not actually sure how big pluto is or how big um eris is which is the one that like officially kind of ended up demoting pluto because they're all kind of the same size and all that kind of weird stuff yeah but it's it's for when things align and the sun's the right way that then it's the light curve like you're not actually mm-hmm. you know like where we can take like a full picture of like jupiter and then like so you have to do like the math based on like the little sliver of like light that you can see around the oh my god yeah <laughs> well and then like because they're trying to guess how big it might be based on how much light it's reflecting but then how much light is being reflected it depends on what the surface of that object is made of so if it's covered in ice <laughs> It's going to reflect more light. But if it's darker, it's going to reflect less light. So, like, if that whole thing was crazy, too, I was like, this is wild. Like, oh, man. <laughs> well, and the best, you know, what I really liked about the book was, so obviously, like, we're talking about all, like, the science stuff. The, you yeah. know, what are now considered, like, dwarf planets or, like, um, Kuiper Belt objects, etc. Um, shout out to the Kuiper Belt. Awesome. Um, and then, but like through all of that is how it's just like his like personal memoir. Mm -hmm. So him with his students, him meeting his wife and then like their relationship. Shout out to Diane. Oh my God. Um, cause like she kind of worked at Caltech, but sort of with like tour groups or something. Yeah. Um, and they ended up like, you know meeting on a thing and he went to another to give another talk with her and like falling in love and it was just like that stuff was really cool and then like all of the interactions with her just like when he was you know going crazy over stuff and she just was always like just relax it's right? just a play or like <laughs> it's just a thing it's fine you know <laughs> yeah she was great oh man. And yeah then and then like his daughter being yes. born and all of that that part was like so good just because <laughs> oh my god so <laughs> being the epic scientist astronomer that he was <laughs> he hated that due dates like oh yeah i love aren't that. scientific <laughs> so funny. and it turned to this whole thing where he was like creating wild like graphs and charts and stuff and then every time they were like talking with other couples that they were friends with were like most often at the time anyway like the husband was the scientist and the wife mm-hmm. wasn't and it was just this whole like all the all the, the husbands were like yes this is so stupid no no no, no. and like the wives were just the baby comes when it comes and like how he just turned all of this like family baby stuff into these like crazy like science things and yeah <laughs> so funny oh and then yeah his daughter just sounds lovely <laughs> right so cute when she was like learning like kind of like baby sign language yeah. and was like pointing to the moon and they were always like watching things and like oh my god right and how like her sign for him was just like him on the phone yeah oh my god because that's hilarious when she was in that young stage that's when all of this stuff was happening yeah that that too was just like talk about everything all at once like holy man when there he had a website for like the first 200 and something days of her life where he was just like, mm-hmm. you know, documenting and being super sciencey about everything. And he was like, he was doing all of that while all of the, like all of the controversies, all of the things, finding the different things, these like four huge things. Like, yeah. 
because Quarwar was, I think, 2002, Sedna was 2003, like, Haumea, Eris, and Makima Gorgon were, like, 2003, 2004, 2005, like, mm-hmm. just, like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Nutty. Just crazy. But also, yes, then I just wanted to look at space all the time. And also then I was like thinking about how you can see the planets in the sky. And I was like, yeah, I feel like I see Jupiter more than I realize. Oh, and especially like the last few months, it has been like yes. Jupiter city. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, cause it's been near enough to the moon that like, it's a place where you're naturally looking to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been floating around. Mars has been really big the last, this last week anyways. Um, my friend Leslie has this big window and it, when I'm usually over there in the evenings, the way it looks is kind of where all the stuff is. So it's always just me okay. like <laughs> looking outside and then her being like, are you looking outside again? I love yes. that. <laughs> love oh. And I have this like app on my phone where you can like point it up and it like, it shows you like, you still see this guy that you're looking at, but then it like overlays where stuff should be. Oh, cool. And you can kind of like line it up and then point and it'll be like, that's this star or this satellite or... Well, and thing. then he was talking about how if you have a good pair of binoculars, you can, like, yeah, actually see things. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Yeah. That seems fake. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, like, so, like, last night was the full moon. And, yeah. like, I can't remember what Although time. it looked really cool earlier tonight, too. Yeah. Um, where I am, I don't think I quite get it yet. Although, actually, now that you said that, I think I can see Jupiter. <laughs> um like last night when I was like looking at the moon if I had binoculars I 100% could have like seen the moon mm-hmm. which like is crazy I know that I was I wanted I want to get a pair of binoculars I was like okay well I can't get a whole telescope but I could get a pair of binoculars <laughs> I know I keep this is what again this is why I should not have read this book because that's what it's been for the last like six months I'm like I want a telescope but then it's like we live in downtown Toronto right like there's not, right. as much as we do get to see stuff, we can't really see, like, that much. So yeah. I'd have to, like, raid myself in. But then, like, again, the last few nights and stuff, like, looking up, I'm like, even if I just got, like, a basic telescope, that would be just that little bit yeah. more. Or, again, binoculars, too. Um, I follow this one girl on Instagram. Well, a few people, but they do, like, astrophotography. Oh, cool. So they have these telescopes that are, like, <laughs> and cameras. You know, it's, like, we're saying, like, you know. $10,000 all in cut, you know, like oh, yeah. serious stuff. And even then, like, I still don't even understand mm-hmm. how then you can like, just like, oh, and here's Jupiter and like this, so the storm or whatever. I'm like, what? how? I know. How does this work? I know. <laughs> oh, and I just, even just like, cause like, I can't remember exactly when Hubble launched, but I feel like of my age, maybe yours too, like Hubble, the Hubble telescope, which obviously like Mike Brown and them get to use, which is so cool. Right. I know. It, it <laughs> like, that feels like one that like was sort of like our generation telescope, yeah. maybe. Um, so, like, so like that was cool. Cause they talk about how like normally you have to like apply. So you can only like basically like use it maybe in a year, but he like knew somebody who knew somebody or, you know, like <laughs> when they were like doing this, they got to like secretly use the Hubble telescope. I was like, Oh my God. Um, and just all the different telescopes, like, I don't, 
So the one I think that they were using in um, the Hale Telescope, I can't remember okay. that one, is a 20 inch, two, sorry, 200 inch telescope. Like what? What? And like, so, and the, right now there's one being built, the VRO, um, which is Vera Rubin Observatory, I think. It's in Chile, like way down in Chile. And it's an eight meter telescope. Damn. It was actually like supposed to be like working by now, but obviously with COVID and stuff, I think they're like a year, right. obviously like a year or two behind. But I'm just like, and like the one that they use in Hawaii, um, which I'm guessing it's probably, I think it's what the Subaru or something in Mauna Kea or whatever. Okay. And that one that they were using in Pasadena, is that the Hale telescope? There, was, there were so many telescopes and I got I too know, excited. I there were so I many, I also lost track of them. Um, but like these huge things, like just, and yeah, just thinking about that one where like the where they were using like actual like glass which like i'm just like how do we how do we just how do we build it? like what i know i know it's absolutely mental it's completely mental <laughs> and i know somewhere in the last little bit mike brown had tweeted that like um the james webb was like kind of pointing towards some of his stuff or whatever and they were like gonna see some of it and i was just like oh my god i know that james webb telescope is killing me right and I love because like we have so many they do all the comparisons of like the Hubble and the James Webb yeah. and like they're both so beautiful and unique and I just uh... I know I know Ugh. yeah I, I followed the NASA okay. account on Instagram obviously because <laughs> I need all of the information I know and I every time there's a new the, every time there's a new one I'm like ah <laughs> I know well just like I feel like so much I mean and obviously like that's why I picked this book right because yeah you know James Webb is really big um, the Artemis program which I feel like we probably talked about it on the, at some point I probably talked about yeah, it because I'm obsessed yeah. with that. Um, and like they're getting ready to like um, try another launch next week. So when we're recording the other podcast next week, I'm probably going to be tired if it actually, well, whether it goes or not, because I still have to right. stay up. Because like all, and that's just all this like science stuff, like or like space science stuff. How I just, I it know. blows my mind. And that's because like. So with Artemis, right, like there's certain launch periods, right? So there's certain weeks where they can launch. And then on the cert- on specific days, there's like launch hours that they can have. Because obviously, you know, it depends on, I guess, just where the Earth is and like who's working right. and what other stuff is being launched from Florida and all that kind of other stuff. Because, you know, like it was, first it was uh, like six o'clock in the morning one day. And then the other time it was like 1230 in the afternoon. And then coming up the like this next attempt is like 1207 a.m and if that one doesn't work it's like two days later at like 104 a.m like all this weird crazy yeah stuff. and like oh and all the, yeah all this artemis stuff is just so cool and going back to the moon which means we're gonna be able to go to mars eventually right I want a book about the moon that is just like this book by Mike Brown. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone has moon book recommendations, please send them to me. Because I'm yeah. casually losing it over here. <laughs> I know. I was like, maybe I just want to be an astronomer. <laughs> maybe I just want to stare at... So even when he was talking about like the paper that he was writing for... Was it for his PhD? about um jupiter's the the volcanoes on one of jupiter's yeah. moons mm-hmm. i was like that's cool right 
it's like you just get to hunker down and study the volcanoes on i think it was io but it might not have been i may be wrong about that no yeah i can't remember either sounds right but i can't remember yeah like just you know get to like pick one thing and then just like learn all the stuff oh my god yeah well then just even um well like while reading i kept like as i said like watching videos and like looking at pictures and stuff like that i had no idea that like pluto looks so cool too it's all like gray with like maroon splotches and (sighs) fun i know (laughs) ah pluto everything's just so cool and i just yeah (laughs) there is something though very satisfying about once you've dropped pluto (laughs) about the fact that there's the sun and then you have the four terrestrial planets and then the asteroid belt and then the four Mm -hmm. giant planets and then the kuiper belt yeah it's all very nice and like well, because that was organized. Whole, um, that was a whole big thing, right? In like part of the book, right? So he's like, once because it got to like stuff was going on, and they basically had, like had to announce what would become Eris, um, mm-hmm. and like the people at Caltech had prepared like four different press releases because they had to wait until like oh, yeah, again. That was hilarious. And there was the one with like, oh my god, tenth planet, and then the other one was like, oh, by Pluto, eight planets, and then there was like. <laughs> oh my god, there's going to be 200 planets because there's so many things out there. But then it... That would have been mental. Yeah, and then there was like 12, right? No, 12, 13. Because they added like like series Halmea and then Air, like whatever, like yeah. some of those other ones. I can't remember them all now because again, I've watched and read too many things. It's all Well, and series is in the asteroid, asteroid belt. belt. Yeah. Right. Um... Sounds like you're retroactively granting it planet status. What? Well, because like that's what happened at first was that right? They just added all these planets or like things, objects. So we ended up with twelve. And like Mike Brown was like, "What? No." <laughs> so instead of being excited that he was like the only living planet discoverer, yeah. he was mad because he was like, "No, there's like this. Does, this like, isn't no, right. This science doesn't make sense." <laughs> This is this not how it works. It's wrong. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> well, because and then they'd had their definition of about like they decided it was like anything that was round. Yeah, because it meant it had enough gravity. Because basically anything that's round has enough gravity to have made yeah. it round. Which is okay. The yeah. gravity thing. <laughs> messes with my head so hard yeah that I can't even I can't even put it into words <laughs> yeah like what even is gravity <laughs> I, oh, well and cause which one is it Haumea or Makimaki that's like more shaped like a potato or something right So then, I think it was Haumea then it, and like it just turned like not so then none of that works but then now or since this book anyways um mike brown has done a lot of looking at the sky and papers and whatnot on a theory of the new planet nine. Oh, <laughs> say what now and again so like it's it's all based on that kind of like gravity thing so I I think it's 
Sedna, um, that one like Kuiper Belt object that they mm-hmm. found, the way that it does stuff and the way that a bunch of other things are doing, where at this point, again, it's just prediction, but because of the way some of the stuff in the Kuiper Belt is work is, you know, wiggling and right. jiggling or whatever, would in theory mean there is some sort of large thing somewhere oh, shit. causing that like gravitational pull situation oh yeah because what wasn't the he was saying explaining how some of the kuiper belt objects get like pulled in to neptune's gravity but then they get like slingshotted back out because they don't quite yeah enter neptune's orbit yeah o-m-g <laughs> um what? so yeah so like still threat still theoretical but like he's definitely been like looking for it that's extremely cool uh, <laughs> um but, but, yeah I, this article was i was reading we did really find um all the other you know found the other objects uh nope okay like it's eight planets but doing this survey so like sedna again it was weird right it's clearly being pulled away from the kuiper belt by something oh. uh hot damn yeah so then I guess, like, at this point, it's been, like, 13 years. So he's kind of, like, been trying to, like, figure it out. And they just keep talking that, like, you know, he had one tweet in, like, 2016. It was, just finished search- searching old data of about half the sky for Planet 9. It wasn't there. But we're slowly narrowing down its hiding place. Oh, like, he's goodness. still very convinced right. that, like... That there's something else. Yeah. Um, but, like... Okay, so the thing that really, so okay, so when they and when they announced the extra planet, mm-hmm. um, they had also decided that they granted planet status to Eris's moon. Or no, was it Pluto's moon? Was it Sharon? Or, I can't. or was it? Was it Pluto? Oh, you're remember. right. It was Pluto's moon. Yeah. That's right. No, it was. It was Pluto's moon. Um. And then I didn't, I didn't realize that, that the, the moon is not technically, but like the center of mass is not, (laughs) basically the moon, that moon is not actually orbiting Pluto. Pluto and that moon are orbiting a center of mass that just happens to be closer to Pluto. So it makes it look like it's going around Pluto. Yeah. And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. Well, then that turned into part of the whole, like, how they were defining a planet. Because if moon, right. if it has a moon, and the gravity, the way the gravity does something with the moon, but then they're all like, wait, but then that means, like, Earth isn't a planet. Because technically, where the moon is, isn't, like, it, the gravitational center isn't the exact center of Earth. Like, Well, yeah, and then eventually, oh. because the moon is drifting away from the Earth yes. slowly, that eventually the moon would be considered a planet because the center of mass would no longer be inside the earth. It would be outside the earth. Yeah. So I was just like, what? (laughs) This all sounds fake. What is up with the universe? Like literally. (laughs) Not in an existential way, in an actual practical physical way. Yeah. Oh, and that's why, like, because I think so much of that stuff, because, again, like, we only learn so much in, like, grade school science. And if you don't go into one of these fields, you know, physics or whatever it is, 
you don't really get that little bit more. So that's why, like, this was so interesting. Because, again, it was stuff that, like, we could we can clearly understand. Like, it makes mm-hmm. sense. We understand. But then to learn that little bit more. To learn about the drama. To learn about, like, even just, like, all the ways that they were going, you know, back and forth um, with his team. And, like, the one guy who was in on the East Coast. And then the one guy in Hawaii. And they were, like, going back and forth to, like, all these things. And it was just, like... It's just so wild and so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is really cool. <laughs> I know. Now I want to get back into all my science reading because I read, um, oh, what was it called that I read several years ago? It had more to do with like, like um, quantum mechanics mm. and relativity. Oh. Why does this sound like I know what book you're talking about because you told me about it and now I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the one that blew my mind because it informed me that apparently time moves differently at different altitudes. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. So like literally, literally time <laughs> at sea level versus time at the top of Mount Everest is different. Yeah. <laughs> what? I know. Blew my mind. And I still don't quite understand it. Well, like... It's, it's bizarro. Because of all the, like, Artemis stuff, I just, I'm following 12,000 space accounts and, like, learning about all, like, astronaut stuff or whatever. And, like, um, I think it was the Canadian Space Agency's um, Instagram. They were going kind of going through different, like astronaut facts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and like what the effect on bone is and like six months in space is like the equivalent of like 20 years right on your bones just like yeah i know isn't that isn't that mental just so crazy yeah because there was that episode of bones do you remember um where like the they find a guy like splatted in like a cow pasture or whatever oh yeah i do remember that and then they were like what and then eventually they find out like he was an astronaut and they he kept because he kept wanting to go back but like physically like he was not allowed to kind of thing because he'd got he'd been up too long right. and then so he was going to like somewhere in south america and getting like weird coral bones to try and like rebuild his bones so that he could keep going back to space and you're just like this stuff is so crazy I just yeah I found the book. It's called Reality is Not What It Seems by Carlo Rovelli. Um, the Journey to Quantum Gravity, which is basically attempting to figure out how gravity and quantum physics, quantum mechanics work. When I just listened to that at one. At the same time. <laughs> um, that Katie Mack uh, book, basically about all the different ways that like the universe could end oh Um, right um everything is something something um opening up my story graph because story graph is awesome and everyone should have story graph um the end of everything astrophysically speaking (laughs) i just yeah like how all the different ways of like um you know whether it's the vacuum or the the heat death or the crunch or the this is like how things could just like eventually blow apart but like and like speaking with like the astronomy side of things of like because everything's in light years like when we see it Mm -hmm. it's actually technically was 
before like yes we're not like when we're looking at it we're technically (laughs) looking into the past yeah yeah and then and there was one little bit because she was talking about how you know so if we did see something like by the time that we and it wasn't like the beginning but like even if we were just able to like see another like planet form or like all these like how then like for us to like see earth kind of thing would actually be in like so many billion years and i was just like this is just when like how did we start figuring this out how did we start finding these things and figure out oh okay well this is jupiter and it has this and that means it's this many technically in the past and like oh my god (laughs) yeah i know it's nuts (laughs) it's just wild to me and i'm obsessed (laughs) <laughs> Me too. I know. I want to. I want to read more by this, by this author. Um, I would just like to read more about physics in general, yeah. especially as it pertains to like the universe and space. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because he has another one called the Order of Time. But basically, he's he's on the loop quantum gravity side of things as an explanation for how all of this works. And I think string theory is, like, the other main yeah. theory. <laughs> it's just like... Hey. You're just like, we don't actually know! Cool! <laughs> oh. well, that's, and then, like, you know, I feel like it kind of just all brings it down to, like, the parts of the books where it's just... While he's doing all the drama, all these things, no matter what, and they're trying to figure out all this stuff... He also just really liked, like, looking up at the moon. Right. Because in the end, like, yeah, I don't understand. Like, I love listening to that book. I'm definitely going to read the one that you just talked about. I'm already like, ooh, what is this called? And, like, (laughs) finding more stuff like this. Or, again, even, like, the sci-fi ones, just because it's kind of interesting and gets, like, that part of the brain going. But really, like, yeah, clearly I just need to get a pair of binoculars because I just like looking up at the moon and, like, ugh. Same. Got my little like astronaut on my tattoo now, and I already have like one plan for the other side where it's gonna kind of be like the moon slash like secret James Webb. But like if people don't know James Webb, they're not gonna know. You know, it's fine. It's cute. It's cute. And I just because yeah, I think it's that sort of a thing of like, and especially with in that um, the end of everything book, Mm -hmm. it was that kind of like people. I think, like, some people want to figure all this stuff out to, like, stop something from happening or, like, figure out why we're here. You know, if we can prove that, you know, Pluto actually is a planet, somehow that affects us in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's cool just to, like, look at all the stuff. I agree. Because, like, in the end, no matter what happens, if there is a Planet Nine, a new, a new Planet Nine, um, or, you know our moon slowly it's two centimeters every year that it moves farther out like it's not going to be in anyone's lifetime that exists at this point oh no and then some like so i just want to like look up there and appreciate it all i know right because it's so cool yeah (laughs) right it's very cool yeah (laughs) i'm really obsessed with it oh shout out to the Pluto killer. Always loved space. I know. 
The other thing I didn't realize, and I realized I should have realized when he was talking about naming things, mm -hmm. was how new elements were named after new planets that were discovered. Oh, yeah, like it wasn't the other way around. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they discovered um, Uranus, and then you get uranium, and they discovered Pluto, and then you get plutonium. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, because in... In your head, like, I don't know if just because the elements, because again, I don't like, I don't have that like timeline, you know, like when each one, whether it be element or right. flat, like, so it just kind of like made sense to go the other direction. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> wild. A wild time. A truly wild time. Everything with space is just like, I don't know, it's so cool. I would really love to look through a super strong telescope though Oof. I want to see Saturn's rings Oof. well now we even know that technically Neptune has some rings going on Yeah, it's got stuff going on and like Neptune is like so blue oh my god like why, I know. why is it blue how is it blue I don't understand <sighs> we were just yeah. like I told this thing the other day about the moon cause like where we are we look at it a certain way and then if you're on the southern hemisphere yeah that's right you see it like what's upside down to us yeah and again fully comprehend and understand this yes that makes sense but also at the same time what because mm -hmm. like we just always see pictures of the moon in a certain way like you know the top is the top and the bottom is the bottom and like the little crater and the lines are over here and like i'm just like yeah Ugh. i know well and that's why like so many of the telescopes are in so many different places because yeah they have they, they put them at like certain Obviously, like, it has to be at a certain altitude, because then that helps with, like, other cloud things. And this and that. The cloud cover and, like, because, yeah, like, the VRO is, like, like way deep chilly. And then Hawaii's the big one. And you're just like, yeah, ugh. I just want to go to a telescope. Right? Or, like, a planetarium. Oh, I want to go to a planetarium. Oh, yeah. Is there a planetarium? Isn't there a planetarium? This is what people in Toronto keep telling me is that there used to kind of be one maybe down at, um... Wasn't there one attached to the ROM-ish? Yeah, because, like, part of the universe, like, that's slightly, you know, a block or two down there. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the sign still says that, but I don't know if it's actually someplace that you could go. Maybe we're going to have to investigate. Oh. Because <laughs> we're investigating right now. This, that's a hard task. I am investigating right now. <laughs> well, it's listed here as former McLaughlin yeah. Planetarium. However, there also appears to be a University of Toronto Planetarium. Yeah, there's definitely like a really big astronomy program at U of T. I've investigated. <laughs> um, oh, there's a whole observatories and planetariums in Ontario list on, on TripAdvisor. So we might have to do some <laughs> research and oh, then do that's... a little bit of a um, yeah. Well, that was the one thing, like... Field trip out to a planetarium. <laughs> when I was in New York this last time, because I wasn't really, like, hitting any of the, like, touristy things. I usually try to do, like, one. Um, but I was, like, mostly working or whatever. But then I was like, oh, I really want to go to, like, the Natural History Museum and the Hayden Planetarium. Yeah. But then, like, I just... I could have, but then I would have... Like, it would have been just, like, that little bit even more than from where I was. Like, it was a bit more of a trip, hike you know, right. some way up kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 totally. So I didn't, and then it's just like, ugh. But yeah. Yeah. Go listen to 
Or like, I just want to go to Columbia University and pretend that I'm a Neil deGrasse Tyson. Again, do I? Why do I know these random facts that like Columbia University is like one of like the best astronomy programs? <laughs> because I do. Because I do. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So, would you recommend How I Killed Pluto and Why Absolutely. I Had It Coming by Mike Brown? <laughs> Absolutely. Anyone who has like any interest in space at all, because it's very accessible like it's very accessibly written none of it is overwhelmingly confusing like it's all very well laid out and like I said he writes it in such a way that it's like he's just telling you a story of like how this happened well and that's why like all of the the personal stuff stuff with Diane stuff with Mm -hmm. Lila even just like you know like they bought their new house or in you know the little like shack kind of that he was living in for a while or the like more of like the drama stuff like when he was emailing uh, Ortiz in Spain about like, oh, congratulations on finding my thing. <laughs> you know, and just like, <laughs> doing, like all of that stuff was really like the story and the hook and the interesting part. Right. Because while I was reading the science and like, yeah, for me, I was like, oh my God, tell me more about telescopes in space. Ah. But then it was like, I wanted to get to that next part where he was like talking about something personal or like, you know, because he like broke his ankle there at one point and then when they went up, yeah. <laughs> when he went to visit like, his in-laws and he was like you know off on the island um up by well in washington but of course in my head i'm like that's right across from victoria um and like walking on the beach and like stumbling or like it was all like that like his inner stuff that was so interesting nice so good yeah highly recommend we're all gonna be astronomers now if anyone knows like online astron like anything astronomy courses or whatever yeah, are there, like, like, general, like, interest? Yeah, like, just kind of, like, feel... a little... Well, even just the, like, okay, so if we do get binoculars or a telescope, how do I know where to look? Like, what should I be looking at and when? Because, right, because different things are different. Like, I want, like, that kind of stuff, but then also the, like, planetary astronomy stuff. Yeah. Hook your girl up with some continuing education here. <laughs> right? Oh. <sighs> so... We have finished a book club book. What is our new book club book? Our new book club book is The Ballad of Black Tom by Victor Lavelle, um, which is a retelling of a H.P. Lovecraft story. I don't think I realized that. Some Lovecraftian vibes, um, which is extra interesting because if you know anything about Lovecraft, you'll know that he was a horrendous racist. Mm, Yeah. Like, go look up the name of his cat. I'm not going to say it out loud. But go do that. Um, Just to get an idea of what this man was like. And Victor Laval is a black man who is retelling this story from, like, a black perspective. So I think it's going to be a really interesting kind of, like, pull apart of a lot of what Lovecraft does while also kind of... I don't know, because Lovecraft had cool Mm -hmm. horror ideas. Like, it's so interesting to me the way that Lovecraft has stuck around as, like, a mythology, despite all of its, like... Well, I I think that kind of gets addressed in, like, Lovecraft Lovecraft Country and things like that, too. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So I'm excited to see... Lots to talk about. Yeah, it'll be my first Victor Laval. You read... Have you read... Did you read his graphic novel, or... Yes, Destroyer. Okay. Yes, yes, I did. Cool, cool, cool. So, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. Amazing. 
Um, so we'll be back. Well, that will be our first episode in the new year. Yes. Oof. I know. <laughs> yeah. Man, had a had to pause and think about that for a second. Right. But we'll be back in two weeks uh, with our annual November NaNoWriMo writing episode. (laughs) Where we'll have lots to say on the lack of writing. It's not like I have a deadline to get this novel done by the end of the month or anything. (laughs) But it's okay. I feel like I always get inspired after we do this episode. So fingers crossed. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be in enough time for me to finish writing my book, though. Well, now you got two weeks, so hop on. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But until then, (laughs) be sure to check out our blog at anotherbookontheshelf.com. We have a bunch of spooky posts up right now because we love spooky season all year round. Uh, And we're going to have some other stuff coming up shortly as soon as someone gets it written. Um, but hit us up there as we said you know where to find us everywhere else give us a shout Um, another book podcast on Instagram when Instagram isn't being wild wild and crazy Um, I try to sometimes post about books and a lot of the time I forget Uh, but maybe we'll maybe we'll get back into it who knows Um, but either way we'll see you in two weeks bye